This morning, I'm going to start with a, a uh, verse in the Bible, Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. It's kind of an odd verse. It doesn't relate what we feel like a lot of times is the character and nature of Jesus. But I want you to know, the more knowledge that we have, the bigger God gets. Somebody says, how can you make God bigger? Just learn more about Him. <laughs> Just learn more about Him. As you learn more about Him, boy, God gets big. Because we only have faith in the ways that we have been uh, heard. Or the way that we, Bible said, faith come by hearing, hearing by the Word. So only in the ways that we know is faith able to exist in our life. What it means is, if I don't know that Jesus is a healer, I can't have faith in healing. If I don't know that Jesus is a Savior, I can't have faith in saving. So it's our knowledge of God. That's why knowledge is so important. That's why we read our Bibles. That's why the, the Bible, I mean, I sleep with my Bible so many times because I've, any way that we can some way get that Word into us because God becomes bigger to us in that perspective. And I tell you what, there's, God is bigger than any one of us can possibly dream or think. And that's what I'm wanting to help us to expand in our pursuit of the presence of God. And that's where we're going. Man, we're heading toward a closer place with Jesus. How many of you are heading toward a closer place with Jesus, man? Now, now it's, it's, it's not like the little dab do you, you know? They won't do that. I mean, it's going to demand some things out of me. It's going to, and as I become closer and closer to God, it's going to demand some life changes. There's going to have to be some disciplines that's developed in my life. Now, I don't like those things. Now, that doesn't get me saved, but what it does do, it brings me into a closer proximity of the Lord. Pure water just doesn't flow through an old, dirty pipe. So what God expects each one of us to do is do pipe cleaning in our life. To make way for that living water, man. To make way for that Jesus to be able to flow through us in a much greater way. So many times, you know, people come up to me and they say, Man, Pastor, I don't believe God's going to do this for me. I've been praying about this for 20 years. And I immediately, you know, the little rough part of me wants to say, Well, why don't you change, man? God's been dealing with you for 20 years to try to do that in your life. And why don't you get whatever it is out or turned around or moved up or, or do something of change so God can finally come through for you. <laughs> because I tell you, the very moment we ask God answers, that's not the difficulty. The difficulty of getting closer to God lies in two positions. One is me. And the other one is the enemy. So if I can deal with those two areas, then I can come that close way. But, but in our pursuit of the Lord, and we're talking about that in this series, we're talking about the altar of the Lord. And I, I just really want to encourage you to make an altar so precious to yourself. I look out here and I, I can see people I know that have personal altars, man. Oh, I love to go to Jane Davis's house because Jane has a regular altar in her house, man. There's no question what happens in that house. In fact, it's in the main part of her house. She has it designated. This is the place that God talks to me. Now, that doesn't mean God doesn't talk to her in other places, but 
There's something sacred that comes to anything that's dedicated to God. Anything you dedicate to God, it becomes a sacred thing. And so, many of you have dedicated those personal altars and and you can just look back in your memory and you can remember those times that God came and met you there. And then many of you participate in the public altars and and that's where we let the whole world know what Jesus is going to do for us and what He has done. That's why the public altars are so important. See, it's not a private issue, although it starts out private. It can start out in your personal altar. (laughs) But God wants the whole world to know of your love for God and of His love for you. And so God continues to work in all of our lives. So let's read that scripture. Matthew 11, 12, it says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. The kingdom of heaven (laughs) suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. That seems so contrary to us, to the nature of God. But I'm here to tell you, not only is He a shepherd, He's also a warrior. And if you're going to get close to God, you're going to have to know the Lord in both of those aspects. That's why the most precious shepherd scriptures we have talks of the warfare that's involved. That's why Psalms 23, it not only says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It also says, He prepares me a table in the very presence of my enemy. God lets us know if we're going to know God as that shepherd, it's going to come through also knowing God as that warrior. One way we're going to know God as that warrior, God's going to have to pull you out of some things, honey. And God's going to have to help you overcome some things that you can't handle. God will come violently into your life. I tell you what, I can't tell you the times that I've been involved in my personal life, with my family, with my children, at hours and times where there's no way that I could turn it around. And I was seeing King Jesus walk into that situation as a violent warrior. And what I couldn't fight off, King Jesus could handle. So I want you to know it's vitally important to know Him there. But not only do you know His warrior heart and Him fighting for you, It's His warrior heart that He's developing in you. Everything you complain about, God wants you to fight. Everything that has become a complaint in your life, God wants you to push it from the place of complaining about it and begin to fight it in His power. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. But God has a violent group that's going to take it. Everybody say, take it. It's going to take it by force. We don't want it that way. We want our walk to God where God hands it to us. <laughs> we want to be able to walk up to the, the little order stand say, God, I need this healing or, or I need this in my life. And then all of a sudden, about three moments, three seconds later, this handed to us all wrapped up in a package as a short order. Some things... But not all things. Because some things in your life will not happen 
until you get violent. You must become the same violent heart as God's heart. There are certain things that God hates. You have to develop a hatred to that. The Bible hates evil. He hates no man, but He hates evil. And God, in your violence, you have to develop that. You have to develop the hate for what God hates. Many of you are wanting God to use you. And God can't trust you yet. You don't hate what He hates. You don't love what He hates. Many of you are wanting God to, to take you and to, and to move you up in a status quo, but God can't trust you yet. It's not that God won't do that. God can't trust you. And the way that we become trustable to God... If that we learn to hate what God hates and we learn to love what God loves. And if I hate what God hates, that means if whether I'm whatever I'm doing, whatever job I'm on, whatever circumstance, whatever position, God can trust me that I will be there with His heart. Not a compromising heart, but a heart that's like unto the Lord. I want to talk to you about that in our, in our close. I only have a few moments. About 12, I think. 13. I want to talk to you about those, those three violent places. And I talked to you a little bit about that last week. The first one is the violent place of learning to wrestle with God. I'm going to ask you, what are you afraid of? What, what has a hold to your life? Why do you, why do I do what I do? What, what is my true motive behind it? Uh, am, am I trying to prove myself or am I really trying to bring honor to God? Am I trying to some way strengthen my own value or am I truly trying to bring glory to the God? I have to ask myself that. That that's what we do as we be violent hearted. We wrestle with God. I told you earlier, but, but the Lord was just talking about that to me uh, so much last night in the midst of the night. Hey, the Lord kept saying to me, Jerry, I cannot flow through dirty pipes is what God kept speaking to my heart. Now, and I know he, what He was making me think of because not long ago, my pipes, where I live at, uh, they very often they get uh, pipe breakage, even on city water, pipe breakage. And when it does, we get all this red muck that flows through what would normally be clear water pipes. Well, over the period of years, literally my pipes and my house became so stopped up that many of the faucets, which I would expect to have a lot of power, they lost their power, honey. When I turned the faucet on, it'd be a, a trickle. And simply because of what had been going in that pipe should not have been in that pipe, and it collected and built up hindrance to what should be flowing there. And so what I had to do, I had to do what was unnatural, man. I had to go and had to cut, a, cut, cut the, the lead pipes into my house. I had to find the place to enter it, and I had to buy a chemical that I wasn't aware of, I, and I had to pour it by gallons into that, and had this go through what they call a house flush. <laughs> uh, I had to flush my house. I had to flush that garbage. I'm telling you, that's what God's saying. There's just some of us that have got to have some stuff flushed out of our life if we're going to get God the way we want God. 
If you're going to meet that desire that God has put in your heart for Himself, you'll, some of you will spend the rest of your life keeping that dirty stuff in there, but always wanting that desire for God. Always wanting that place with God. Then others of you will realize, I'm going to have to do some things that are unnatural. I'm going to have to find a place to cut in into this thing. I'm going to have to find, I may even have to bring some things in that I've never had in my life before. I've got to get this junk out of my life. This that's hindering me from being close to God. I've got to get it out. And I'm going to go through a flush of my life that God can begin to flow through my life in Jesus' name. That's why the Bible says that God gives us Desire and power. You see, God not only creates the desire in your heart for more of Him, but God also gives us the power to change our lives, to become where He can come. It's that that I get out of my life. I'm not talking about being saved. Let me say that. I have to keep repeating that. I'm not talking about being saved, but I'm talking about being close to God. You'll never, ever get close to God with garbage in your life. In fact, it's just that I used to, I used to teach on this years ago. And when we were in the sanctuary, I taught it in this way. I would take a clear glass of water. Oh, you could see in usually a hot time when I was ministering on that. I would take that clear glass of water and I would sit over there. I said, how many of you would love to drink this? Because I knew at that point there was a lot of people was thirsty from sitting and listening to me preach for a while. And so, I said, how many of you would love to drink this, man? And out of a response, a lot of people would want to. I said, but let me change it a little bit. And so, I would have a little dropper. Just a little dropper. A little dropper that I would go to the toilet. And I would just bring up a little toilet water in that dropper. And then I would take that and I would just put a drop in that glass. And then I'd say, how many of you want it now? No hands. And you think that's, you think we're giving God to drink from our lives water that has garbage or that in it? So I'm going to challenge you. I want to challenge you to become violent in your life, man. There's some things to get out of my life I have had to, I have had to go on deeper prayer walks. Man, I've had to go into the woods and build me altars that I would have to travel to and literally lay my life over them. To get to that close place with God. There's been times that, that I've had to move into fasting because uh, I, I could not get things cleaned out in my life. So, and some people say, well, you know, I fasted. Well, there was some time, it was in my life at one point, it took a 50 day fast <laughs> to be able to break those things and, and to. Be able to see coming to my life. So I'm not saying that. And I certainly wouldn't try that again. But there was one lady that I loved with all my heart. That had the tenderest heart I'd ever known before God. And her pursuit of getting close to God. She fasted three months. I couldn't see how she was alive. But her desire for God was more than her desire 
or anything else. Now, it won't take that for most of us. But we have to be willing to do what it takes to get it cleaned out of us. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. There was one point in my life I had to go into a mountain. I said, God, I would read in the Word where God would come into tents. <laughs> I took my tent, Mike, went into the mountains. I went in that tent that day and I said, God, I will not come out of this tent. Can I come out with you? <laughs> and when I walked out of that tent, I had God more real. I had God promises so strong. I'm just saying whatever it takes. And I'm expressing some of these flamboyant ways, but it may be just something simple in your life. It may be something simple. You quit getting mad at people. <laughs> I mean, if you've got this complaining thing of mad at people, man, get that out. That's, that's toilet water. Woo! That's that's toilet water, and you can't give that to God to drink. Get that part out of you. Burn it out. Whatever it takes, burn it out. That's why the first step into the presence of God was what they call the brazen altar. It was a place where Flesh was laid on it and flesh had to burn. But, but then God would answer and fire would come <laughs> and consume that flesh. Lord, as I close today, Lord, I close asking you to create desire in our hearts, Lord. A desire, Lord, to be close to you. And a desire, Lord, to be willing to do what it takes, God. To be violent in my wrestle with you, God. And I will not stop until you touch me. Until I'm changed. Until things are different, God. Until I see it in a new way and I, I break that off of me. Oh, God, free me that I can run after you, God. Free me that I can run. I'm going to quickly ask you something. If you're here today and you say, Jerry, that's my desire. And I want God to know I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I want you to step out of that car. I want you to take those little hands. I want you to raise them right there at your car. I just want you to raise them toward heaven. Would you do that with me very quickly? If that's the desire of your heart, now don't respond. Don't respond from flesh. Only respond. Because you just lift those little hands up before the Lord. Oh, burn, God. Come, oh God, come. Burn out of me that which is not pleasing to you, God. Clean me, God. Clean my life, Lord. Clean my heart. 
Make me clean, Lord, before you, God. Make me clean before you. That I may know you in ways that I've never, ever known you before. In Jesus' name.